that's not a bad idea. I know. I thought of that. <laughs> that's a great idea, actually. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the first Sunday of the month, which means it's time for Chef Dell's Kitchen. And today we're going to be having just in time for Super Bowl, a pizza party. I remember once when I visited him in Ohio, he made the most delicious pizza I ever tasted. I think it had some polenta in it and some roasted potatoes and some pesto. This guy is an amazing chef. Everything is vegan, oil-free. You're going to love him. Please welcome back Chef Dell. Hi, everybody. Hi, AJ. How are you? Good. I'm so excited. I cannot wait because people, everyone loves pizza, whether they're vegan or, or not healthy. Everyone loves pizza, whether they're vegan or not. And here's the fun part. I remember when I fed you pizza, um, we made a polenta crust. So we just whipped up a batch of polenta and then spread it thinly in the pan and then topped it. I had some homemade pesto, some um, um, cooked potatoes that thinly sliced and some caramelized onions. It's one of my favorite pizzas. Um, and I forget which cookbook it came out of. It I might have been. Was it Forks Over Knives? That might have been in the Forks Over Knives cookbook. Um, but you'll find pizza throughout my cookbooks. You'll see some of my favorite pizzas in Better Than Vegan. And then there's one that I'm going to make for you today that came out of um, the China Study Family Cookbook. So I love it. I used to do pizza parties every Friday night at my house. The restaurant that I first worked in, we had a, a bistro men menu on Sunday nights. So it was pizza. And that's where the idea for my homemade bread recipe came from, which is the impetus for my opening my, my vegan bakery back in 1997. So there's that. I want to get started, though, because I want you to see the finished product and the amount of time that we have allotted. I've already got one pizza dough ready here, ready to go. So I'm going to go ahead and top this and bake this and get this in the oven for you. I have a couple of simple rules about pizza. And, and I, you've got a great document there on the link to the website. You'll find a couple of documents that give you some great guides on um, making your own pizzas and some good rules to follow. You know, I, I'm, I don't always follow every rule because I can't help myself, and that's just how I am. But <laughs> I I follow some of them are basic. There's one thing. If you're going to make your own crust, that's one of those things you have to follow the rules of making a bread dough. Um, and, and I'll show you that in a minute after you get this top. But one thing about my pizza, I don't like and over topped too many toppings on my pizza. So, and what I mean is I don't want a pile high with toppings so that you end up with kind of this sloppy mess. You wanna go, if you're gonna do five or six different toppings, go light and easy with each one so that it doesn't overwhelm it. Um, one of the things I made here and you have the recipe for is my millet sausage. I love this stuff. Um, I make it into patties. I don't know how it is a breakfast sandwich, or a breakfast burrito sometimes, but I mostly make it so that I can put it on pizza because it really has a great flavor. Um, some crushed red pepper and garlic and the fennel especially gives it that sausage kind of flavor. I don't buy the processed sausages that are on the market. They're all way too full of fat. And the ones that are even low fat are too high in processed ingredients, which we all try and avoid. So a little bit on that, that goes a long way. See how much you have left over? So you keep that in the freezer or however you want to do it. And then I love sautéed mushrooms. And these are uh, oil-free sautéed mushrooms. They're going to stick to the pan a little bit. So get your pan nice and hot. Throw them in there for just a minute or two. 
salt and pepper, and you're good to go. The flavor is a wonderful. It really brings out the umami flavor in your pizza and your mushrooms when you cook them like that a little bit. You can put them on your pizza raw if you like. Some people like that. Um, there are some ingredients I like raw and some I don't on my pizza. Um, for example, I've got some um, some multicolor. Oops, get you right in there. Multicolored peppers. Um, I'm okay with those going on raw. Um, the flavor's fine. But see how how I've not overtopped this pizza yet, right? It's not overdone. And then I like a few Catalan olives in my pizza. Mm, yeah, those are good ones. Those are one of my favorite olives. Have you ever thought of opening a deli? You could call it Chef's Del Deli. <laughs> yes. JJ, I miss, I honestly miss um, um, restaurant production work. I miss being online and doing all of that. But I, I don't know it's at, at this point in my life, so that's where I'm heading. But I do miss that. I miss the daily interaction with people. I love it. The idea of a deli has always been a fantasy of mine because you can, you can, a daily can change menus all the time. You can come up with different things throughout the seasons. And I love to cook seasonally. This is my cheese sauce. I'm not, I didn't make it. I made this ahead. I always have this stuff on hand. You're getting the recipe for this. And all I do, I had this refrigerated. So I heated it up. And then if I need to, I'll pour a little bit of water in there to thin it out so that it's pourable. And, and that's pretty much it. Um, you can put some um, some Italian seasonings on there if you like, or some crushed red pepper if you like a little bit of heat. And into the oven it goes. So in the directions and the um, instructions I gave you, I suggest uh, preheating your, your baking dish. You can do that. Um, but if not, you're okay. Here's the deal, though. Here's the thing about a whole wheat crust is um, you can't, a lot of your traditional ovens, Pizzas recipes will, will will heat the oven to 700, 800, 1,000 degrees. You can't do that with a whole wheat crust because it'll burn. It just it, there's the uh, the uh, endosperm and the bran burn so easily. So you, you have to get a lower oven temperature and be okay with that. And you still get a good pizza. You let it cook a little bit longer if you want that crusty chewiness, and you're you're good to go. So let me show you how to make the dough really quickly. And then I'll, I'll show you another pizza that I love, and then we can see the ones that come out of here. So making the smellet sausage, by the way, um, it'll keep frozen. It's it's 15 minutes, guys. You're going to cook your millet. You're going to saute some onion and garlic and spices. You're going to mix the two together and shape them, and off you go. You're done. 15 minutes. The cheese sauce is the same thing. You're going to um, take some potatoes and onions um, and cashews. If you don't want to use cashews, you can use white beans and cook those for several minutes until the potatoes are very tender. Then you're gonna puree it with nutritional yeast and some other seasonings, and, and, and there you go. I make big batches of that cheese sauce because I love having it for mac and cheese, for pizza, for burritos. Um, take that cheese and you can reflavor it different ways. So take part of it out and add some lime juice and some chopped fresh cilantro like I have here, and you can have a queso dip, right? Um, or, or a queso sauce for burritos or whatever you want. Um, but it really is, a, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna use it as the primary, the primary here in a minute, but let me show you how to make this bread. So I've been making my bread the same way for the past 35 years. So I start off with some warm water. You need your water so that it feels warm to the touch, but it should not feel hot, okay? 
And then you're going to need a tablespoon of active dry yeast. Active dry yeast is just my favorite. It's what I've always used. There are many different kinds of yeast. There's instant yeast, um, all up to you. And then I use maple syrup as a sweetener, uh, just enough to activate the yeast. And then where did I put? There you are. Um, you just want to activate that yeast. And then you'll get the, the bread purists that say you never stir the yeast mixture at this point. Is what I have to say about that. This is how I've always done it. Call me an old grumpy man. This is how I'm going to do it. So you're going to let that sit. So all we have in there is uh, our water, our yeast, and our uh, our maple syrup. And what's going to happen is that's going to foam and get um, active. And the reason I do it this way to proof your yeast is so that if the yeast is no good, because sometimes it isn't, if it gets old or if you the temperature is too hot or your temperature is too cold, you may have to start over, right? But if you get your temperature right, you should be good to go. And then you haven't wasted all the flour that you have. So let me set that aside and I'll assemble one more pizza and a different, little bit different uh, thing here. This is um, the same dough that I had earlier, but I wanna show you, I don't roll my crust out. I, I like to, to do it like this because it creates all those nooks, all those little nooks and stuff there where sauce and everything gets into and um, off you go. Here's the thing about making, if you're doing a pizza party, everybody can get a piece of dough to do with what they will, right? So each person can roll out their own pizza as thinly or as thick as they like and make their own toppings if they want to overtop it. If they want to make it into a calzone, you would take this and fill half of it, fold the other half over and have it calzone style. Um, that's easily or stromboli style is a longer version of the same kind of a thing. But I love to just do mine just like that. A couple of things about dough. If you're new to making bread dough, I, I will do a bread dough video one of these, a bread video one of these days. If you're new to making um, bread, be patient. It, bread can be very forgiving, but you can't walk away and come back four hours later because you'll pretty much kill the yeast. Right, you, you you gotta the bread has its own time frame is what I'm saying. So you're gonna you're gonna start it and realize that 45 minutes later, after you've activated the yeast, you're gonna come back and knead it some more, and you might do that two or three times. And then eventually, you have to shape it and bake it however you're gonna want it. Okay, so you're you're gonna spend that two hours or so with the bread. Most of the time is spent waiting and doing other things. You can get your toppings together. You can make other magic happen or whatever you want to do, but there you go. Um, so this one, I, I often take this great cheese sauce and just use it as the sauce for my pizza. Yum. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you want to, again, if you make this into a queso, if you make add some uh, cilantro and some lime juice, you can do a Mexican-style pizza with corn and black beans and roasted peppers and the like. But Delind is asking about the recipe, so I just want to tell everybody that you created what's known as a bit.ly link, and they can only see it though on YouTube, not on Facebook or Twitter. If they go, they can click the link and get all of today's recipes. What she said, <laughs> what she said, yeah. So, you 
go to that bit.ly link and then there's two bit.ly links on there. One of them, they both go to my website. One of them is a link to the recipes and to the other documents that, that are giving my tips and, and such for making pizza. And another one is to sign up for my newsletter. I'm, I'm, I haven't done a newsletter for a long time, but I think it's time to do one again. And so I'm starting to put together and I'll have content in that newsletter that's exclusively for my newsletter sign up. So um, get yourself signed up for that and um, stay tuned for all the magic. And um, this one I'm going to add, I, I like spinach and pizza, but you know what I found that I like even more is some chopped kale, baby kale. Uh, the baby kale is not so bitter as the, the grown-up kale is. Um, the baby kale doesn't talk back like the grown-up kale does. Um, but you can, you, you, you find it pretty easily. It's just a much more tender um, kind of a thing. And you don't have to pre-cook this, or you can. You don't have to tear it, or you can, right? I've got mushrooms still to get on top of that. Of course, I'm going to use up all these yummy mushrooms. And by the way, if you get all these fillings together <laughs> and it doesn't work out for some reason, your pizza dough doesn't work out, cook some pasta and throw it all together with some pasta and make a pasta dish. Cook some rice and make a, a nice rice dish or something like that. So it, it, it'll all work out. You'll have something to eat one way or another. Here I'm adding some fresh chopped tomatoes. I'm not big on tomatoes out of season, but um, my shopper sent these home with me, so this is what I have. And then now, uh, Jeffrey's in the house. Jeffrey, if you're still here, my brother, you'd be eating pizza with me today. Yep, he says he craves your pizza. He was here for three weeks with me. It was uh, the first time he'd been able to do that for a long time, my baby brother. And I got to feed him a lot. And he, um, I was so happy to hear him talk about the, the difference in eating and how it, his body reacted so well to it. Um, it was kind of a, a real pleasant thing for me to see. All right, so this is, I got my um, my kale, tomatoes, some, um, you could put some onion on here if you wanted to, whatever, a little more Italian seasoning. And we stir that one in the oven and off we go number two. You know, it's like pizza number one wants to come out of the oven. So I got my temperature nice and hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are you going to make the sausage substitute today, Del? No. Okay, so Ellen is requesting that another time you make it. I promise, Ellen, just for you. But but the, you did give the recipe in the link, so. You do have the recipe. Thank you, Ellen. And if I if I make it um, on my side or something special, I'll 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 make a posting about it. Um, so there's our um, our, our French pizza. See how it's browned beautifully on the edges there. Uh, doesn't that look delicious? Yes. And if you're making your own homemade pizza, if you don't have one, make sure you get a pizza cutter. It's the best way to do it. And you might want to take a spatula up under here because. Um, we're not using any oil. It sometimes sticks just a little bit to the pan. And then I always want to let this cool oops, for about um, 10 minutes before I cut it, uh, just to get everything a chance to settle down together and, and get to know each other better. So there's that. All right. So that is that. And then you can see 
Let me bring my um, starter back over here. You can see the, the foaming is starting to happen. So my yeast is good, okay? So what I don't add, I'm adding my salt in. I recommend, even if you're on a, a no salt diet, if you can, uh, that teaspoon of salt. And here's why, it's not only flavor, but salt tends to um, slow down the growth of the yeast, okay? Otherwise it can go kind of crazy. And so it kind of paces it and helps it deliver that nice bread flavor that we all like. So, but you never add it in when you when you first add the water, your yeast, and your maple syrup. You don't add the salt at that point because it'll slow it down too early on in the practice before it's had a chance to develop. Right. So you want to you want to stay tuned with that. Um, so I add my salt in there, and then I've got two and a quarter cups of whole wheat bread flour. Make sure when you're shopping for flour that you're getting a bread flour and not a pastry flour. Some labels just don't say, so you have to be diligent. Um, Bob's Red Mill usually has it listed on the whole wheat flour. It's good for bread, et cetera. It'll tell you often what it's good for. If it's good for pies, probably not so good for bread. You're using a different kind of, of whole wheat flour when you're making pie than when you're making bread. So I start off with about half of my, my flour, and then I'm just gonna whisk that until all incorporated. And what I'm doing here at this point is to start the developing of the gluten. The gluten is what we love if you can have gluten uh, in baked goods because they uh, hold everything together, give everything a nice chew. And then at some point, for some of you, uh, you keep adding flour until it becomes too stiff to use um, the, the uh, What's this thing called, AJ? The wire whisk. Um, when you wire, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's just called a whisk. Whisk, yeah. It's, it's Sunday. It's you know the English just oh. sleeping on Sunday. Oh. So you you keep going with that, and I I can go longer than some people because I've done it for so many years until it's really nice and stiff because it develops the gluten faster. But at some point, you can switch over to a wooden spoon or a spatula and keep going that way until you've incorporated most, if not all of the flour. I, if you have to choose between less and more flour, try to go with less um, because it, it gives you a lighter dough. Of, of, if you put too much flour in, um, It can make it they make it difficult for it to rise and do its thing. Um, so having said that, the amount called for in the recipe, I try to make that the the absolute amount that I add to the the dough. All right, I try not to add any more if I don't have to, and then I will try to add less if I can. So still adding flour. Notice too, and some people say, eh, that doesn't really matter." I'm always going in the same direction with my whisk, with my whisking, with my stirring, with my folding. And what I'm starting to do is fold the dough over on itself, always in the same direction. And when I switch over to doing it by hand, I will do that very thing, but I'll fold it over, turn it a quarter of a turn, 
and fold again, and then keep doing that until I get that stretchy dough that's smooth and elastic and easy to work with. I'm gonna keep going here. So okay. if you're watching on Facebook, you need to go to YouTube to able to see the links for the recipe and the show notes. That's just the way this program works because it is a YouTube show. What she says, <laughs> whatever she says. So now you can see I'm starting to work it with my hand. Again, just folding it over and then turning it a quarter of a turn and doing that until you start to see that smooth elastic dough going. And then you could keep going seven to eight minutes. If your arms get tired, you can rest 15 or rest and come back and do it again later. Uh, but you only want to do that three, two or three times before you, you don't want to wear out the gluten and you don't want to wear out the dough. But you can see what I've got there is a pretty smooth dough. Okay, I can keep going with that. Um, and then it'll absorb more flour if I, I keep going. And, uh, and then eventually put a towel over it, put some flour, since we're not using oil, add some extra flour in the bottom of the bowl, put a towel on it, and then let that rise until it's double in size. And that is done. Okay. wipe off my hands. Um, that's pizza dough 101. If you are gluten-free, um, Bob's Red Mill makes a good gluten-free pizza dough. It's hard to find a whole grain, 100% whole grain pizza dough or, or gluten-free flour. You'll have to sometimes make your own blend. But they, they might be out there. I don't know. I don't shop for them very often, so I don't know, since I'm not catering as much as I used to. Um, but having said that, where did I put my bread in the flour? Um, having said that, um, you, there are plenty of recipes for making your own flour blends and then finding out what works for you, what you like. All right, back to my piece de resistance. And my, my cutter. And of course, how you cut, and this is up to you, you can cut it into a pie shape. AJ, guess what I'm having for lunch? Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> Sorry, I was muted. Sorry. Um, and that is it. And I rolled that out pretty thinly. I don't know if you can see it, um, but you could still roll that out even thinner. So that's a that's a pretty bready dough, but oh my God, it looks delicious. Um, and I'm sure, since I made it just two days ago, it's going to taste delicious. Any questions out there? Let me check, other than for the recipes, which are in the show notes, which is right under the YouTube video. Uh, Jay is saying, what about potato flour? Potato flour is a very starchy flour by itself. I've never used it as 100% flour for um, anything. So it'd be an experiment, James, if you're doing it, do a, a small batch, right? And you could take a half a cup of it and mix it with water and see what kind of dough you get out of it. I, I, I'm not sure what kind of dough that would turn into. Um, 
So think about flour this way. What you're looking for in any kind of flour for baking is, is um, well, whole grain is, you know, whole food is the, the, the number one requirement. But a whole grain has um, the protein, it has the endosperm and the bran, and it has starch. It has all of those things in it. And they each serve some component for texture or flavor in the baked good. If that makes any sense. So when you're creating your own, um, I've noticed recently a lot of people are starting to bake with, um, they're making their own oat flour in the Vitamix or in their, in a, in their um, blender. And then they are um, grinding that into a flour and using that for baked goods. And I tried a few recipes that actually turned out pretty decent. I haven't done it for something like a, a bread or a bread dough or anything like that. So you might have to experiment and then uh, send me a thing, let me know what you think. I'm moving our other pizza up, up, up an aisle, I can smell it. Um, what else? If you go with an oat flour, then you might consider um, adding like a flax seed. So with gluten flour, to mimic a regular flour, they have their protein, they have their starch, but then they also have um, things like xanthan gum or gour gum or things like that that act as binders, which is part of what the starch does, part of what the gluten does in your bread. The gluten is the main primary binder in, in flour. So the xanthan gum, some people don't like it, don't want to use it because it's a processed food, other reasons, whatever. Um, I'm not so opposed to xanthan gum, but I don't eat gluten-free, so I, I don't you know, have that much of it. If you're, if you're gluten-free and you're eating a lot of bread and making a lot of bread, maybe you don't want to go that route. I think flaxseed tends to do pretty well Tapioca flour is a, a minimally processed starch. Arrowroot is a whole food that's just been dehydrated and, and turned into a flour. And those all act well as binders. So it's a matter of playing around. And maybe what you do is take one or two or three different kinds of binders and work them together because they'll all have slightly different properties and then see what turns out for you and your flour. Is that more information than you wanted? <laughs> Not at all. Hey, have you ever done a cauliflower crust or a sweet potato crust? I have not, but I've, I've seen them. I'm assuming that both of them interact with something. I've had a vegan cauliflower crust pizza, but to me, it seems like there's some other flour added to it. But I haven't had one that was pure cauliflower crust. Have you had that? No, I haven't. I've made a crust once out of cauliflower and sweet potatoes, and it was pretty good. Huh. And nothing else? I don't remember. It was Heather Goodwin's recipe and it's on this channel, but it was quite delicious, actually. Okay. You know, I think that here's the fun part about those of us in the whole food plant-based community is we're remaking the culinary landscape. I mean, cauliflower crust, oh my God, I, I'll never forget in Better Than Vegan, my first cookbook, I didn't do cauliflower crust, but I did, and I, I'd seen somebody else do a recipe for buffalo cauliflower. And I was like, huh. And I tried it and I loved it. And it was one of the most popular recipes in that cookbook. And now it's cauliflower everything. So 12, 13 years later, everybody's making some kind of cauliflower something. But, uh, you know, cauliflower rice. Now, AJ, do you eat cauliflower rice? Sure. I mean, it's delicious. 
I, I haven't gone that route yet. I still like rice, but I, I mean, I, I don't eat it as rice, but I eat rice cauliflower. Let me, let me, you know what I'm saying? I eat it as, cause it's great. You know, you can do stuff with it. I imagine you could rice cauliflower and then add some, um, um, soaked flaxseed meal to that. And that would make a pretty decent crust. Well, it's time to experiment. I guess maybe I got more work to do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> any other questions out there? I got a big pizza coming out of the oven shortly. If you guys have any questions, just post them in the chat. Do you ever freeze your crusts, Stell, so that, you know, you oh, can just pull them, out, pull them out later for when you... Yes, you made, you, I almost forgot. That was part of my practice script this morning is here's the deal. Like each of these components that we, we, I mean, we cook three components here. The rest was just chopping or even buying pre-chopped vegetables. Um, it is worth the effort to make a bigger batch of all of these if you if you like them and then freeze them, freeze them in Ziploc bags or whatever kind of containers you want. And the crust is perfectly freezable. I like to freeze it before I bake it. It's up to you. If you bake it first, then freeze it, and then top it and bake it, you want to bring it out of the freezer. Um, I don't know if you need to thaw it or not, but you definitely need to be careful of your cooking time and temperatures because it's already baked. So it's going to take a lower temperature, low and slow, when the race on that one. But I like to do mine, and it, it takes some room. You know, I have a big freezer downstairs to do it with. I'll do a big batch of dough and make five or six crusts at a time. So today I made four crusts out of two batches of dough. You could get three crusts out of these, or out of each batch here easily if you like a thinner crust. And then freeze those and have them. And then so you, 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 you make pizza crust once a month, maybe. And that's a great idea. Whatever you want. And then the cheese sauce, I just, I always have cheese sauce on hand because it's either broccoli rice casserole or it's mac and cheese or it's pizza or it's queso or burritos or whatever. So it's one of those things, it's, it's, a, it's, the, it's the joy of batch cooking that allows me to have something on hand all the time so that I'm not always trying to figure out what to eat. If I have cheese sauce on hand, I'm going to eat healthy for dinner. Mm -hmm. Great. Do you ever freeze your cheese sauce? It freezes, but what I do when I, when I thaw it out is I'll let it thaw out completely and then run it through the blender again to get back to that, the texture that I like. And the millet feed freezes great. You can, um, it, it freezes really well. I love millet. And so do the birds that I have that I feed every day. <laughs> have I told you this? My, when I was, um, when I had my bakery, my older brother, who is just one of those people, loving, but, you know, if he can make a smart comment, he will. He used to walk into my bakery and say a couple of things. One of them was, Words of pork chops because he thought he thought that the you know the store was a vegan. Well, in fact, the store actually wasn't vegan; just my bakery was vegan. And then the other thing he would do is he would see my I made this one bread called millet plant sunflower bread, and it was my most popular bread. And he would go walk over and look at it. He goes, "Most bird food." <laughs> And I was like, well, if it's good enough for the birds, it's good enough for me, too. Nice. All right, here's our second pizza out of the oven. 
little thicker crust again, but look at that beautiful brown crust. Well brown on the bottom. I cooked a little bit longer than I needed to, but um, it looks absolutely delicious. And um, I'm trying to think, one for lunch, one for dinner, half from I got to share. My poor roommate puts up with me turning my kitchen into a studio. So I, uh, I always try and share some pizza or some of the spoils with him. Isn't that pretty? Oh, my gosh. A work of art. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's really gorgeous. You cannot go wrong with making your own pizza, that's for sure. And then sometimes, by the way, I take this dough. I, I, I've always had this habit. Like, you hear me talking about the cheese sauce, where I'll take it and I'll turn it into several different dishes. The same is true with bread dough. The same is true with bread dough. Um, I can make, I used to have what they called Dell's bread. It was my signature bread that I made. And I made it into cinnamon rolls. I made it into calzones. I made it into pizza. And it started, the original recipe was the, uh, a bread recipe I found in the green, one of the original greens cookbooks. And then we took out the oil and took out the milk and did other things to it and made it our own. Um, but it was very, very popular. And sometimes I would just make a loaf of bread to serve with dinner. So the, the extra dough that you saw me made here today, probably because I've got enough pizza today, is going to get turned into a loaf of bread. And I'll shape it once it gets up. It rises a few times. I'll shape it and then bake it and um, be very happy having that to eat with later. Yum, yum. Yum. What do you think? I think it's a work of art. By the way, let's talk breakfast pizza. Yeah. Find <laughs> yourself some apple butter with no sugar added. Spread that down as your sauce and then top it with your fruits and your choice of nuts or whatever and bake that off. Oh, it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. So it's, it's up to you. A galette is a free-form pie that's usually made with a pie crust. I make it with pizza dough. So you, you roll that really flat, you put your pie filling in it, and then you fold the dough over it and bake it, and you've got a lovely pie that doesn't have all the oil or other icky ingredients in it. We could do pizza for the next three years, AJ. Okay. <laughs> okay with me. I don't think you'll get any complaints. No, probably not. Lori says, my mouth is watering, my tummy is grumbling. Pamela says, that's beautiful. Um, oh, uh, Ellen says, Chef Dell will be, would be great at coaching and judging people who want to open a vegan restaurant. I've done a couple of judgings before. I'm kind of a, I try to be the compassionate judge. I don't like, I don't like cruelty in any kind of form. I don't like being mean to people and I, I never want to do that unnecessarily. But, you know, AJ and I have appeared on stage and have been judged oh, yeah. together. We've been, crushed. We've been crushed by that little Darshana. Yeah, Darshana Sacker. Darshana is the co-author of the Forks Ever Knives cookbook with me, and um, she was a recent graduate of culinary school. That, that's the worst, to go against somebody that literally just got out of culinary school. Just out of culinary She kicked our butt both times. Both times, I know. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. We love her. But yeah, that, that was still fun anyway. Those were fun. I didn't want to do them, but it was fun doing it and being on stage, and uh, the crowd seemed to like it, so... I think it gets your juices flowing and thinking creatively. And for me, every time I've done an Iron Chef, even if I haven't won, I've come up with another recipe or something. So I don't mind doing them. 
It's yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I, I certainly didn't cave under pressure. I I came up with some kind of product, so that's a good sign. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, the Esselstyn mom and daughter were there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually when I've done Iron Chef, so it's just been me and somebody else. So this was different that there were four of us competing. Didn't we do one at your event in um, in LA one year? What kind of, was there an event there that we did? I could have sworn we did. Uh, with uh, with Dr. Um, Dr. McDougal's wife. Uh, oh, Mar Mary was the judge. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 And I was one of the other judge, and I think I forget what we judged, but it must have been good. Yeah, the, the hard part, I think, of the Iron Chef, and people don't realize how hard the volunteers or, or even if they're paid employees work behind the scenes, is setting it up because you need double of everything so that each chef has something. You need, you know, you need your pantry staples, every little spice. So, yeah, they're pretty amazing. The, it's a lot of work to put these things together. Um, I like doing it. Um, this week was crazy. I had all kinds of tech tech fun going on this week both computers died this week so i was like oh boy but we made it happen so that's all that matters two in one week yeah well one this computer that we're on right now besides it, it's going to upgrade to windows 11 and it wouldn't let me pause it and it took me it took 15 hours to complete it I was screaming and kicking and flailing in the floor like a two-year-old and blah, blah, blah. And then the other one got wet in Indiana when I take my brother home. And I, don't, I don't know what happened. Something got in it. And um, we're, we're replacing a parts on that. So there you go. Oh, good. You're, you're up and running. Up and running is all that matters. Nice. So let's see. You'll have this for Super Bowl. What, do you watch the Super Bowl? Is that a big deal to you? Yeah, I watch. It's fun to watch. Um, so yeah, definitely. Hey if, Del, uh, Barbara, I, excuse me for interrupting, but Barbara says that your website wouldn't let her sign up for your newsletter. Told her to contact website administrator. Is there a problem with the website? That I'll look into it. But Barbara, you can always um, um, find me on social media and, and give me your name, and I'll. I'll hold on to it and get you signed up as soon as we can. Or yeah, maybe, maybe maybe when we log off, check it, Del, because the people will be, you know, trying to get those recipes and sign up for your newsletter. Yeah, if, if you guys have problems uh, reaching it, get come to me on Facebook so we can get those recipes to you in any other way. Right. Um, Denise would like to know if you ever used vegan butter in your bakery. I did. When I started out, my bakery was um, vegan but not healthy. We did some healthy stuff. I did some raw foods. And taught raw food classes. I did some no oil cooking back then because of my early work with my future business partner. Um, but I did use vegan butter back then. It was um, before Earth Balance. There was this other brand that I used a lot of. But I used to make wedding cakes. Um, I made wedding cakes and cookies and all those things. That, yeah, using vegan butter. But, but Miyoko's brand wasn't out back then. So what were you using? No, this was not. This was not healthy. This was. Um, Yellow Willow Willow Run hmm. was the name of the brand, and it was a it's a it was a partially hydrogenated oil, um, but that's what we had. Hmm. Nice. And then my business partner, once I came to the wellness forum, um, her stipulation was get rid of the oil and and all that, and I did. Cool. Yeah, you had to learn that. You had to learn a whole new way of cooking. You doing anything for Valentine's Day? I'm not doing anything for Valentine's Day. And uh, 
Next month is St. Patty's Day, but we did St. Patty's Day last year. I was going to say, though, but what did you make? Because did you make stuffed cabbage or cold can? I think you made cold can. Okay, we made cold cannon and stovetop pot roast. Yeah, um, well, I have an idea. Uh, maybe some, maybe corned beef and cabbage, but obviously not real corned beef. And All right, well, we'll do a St. Patty's Day theme and I'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, because what else is in March? I don't think, I mean, Easter and uh, Passover are, are late this year. So right, right, right. Oh, and right. anything that's potatoes, people will like. Right, right, right. All right, we'll make it happen. Nice. Well, so fun, Del. Thank you so much. Thank you. Always fun. We love your food. We love you. And we love all of you for tuning in on this rainy Sunday, at least where I am, to watch another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time for Dr. John McDougall. And he's going to be talking about Ozempic, Wagovi, and the weight loss drugs. I know that you teach with uh, the, the Colin Campbell uh, Institution, Dell. Like, what are their thoughts on these weight loss drugs? Oh, well, you, we're, no drugs. I mean, weight loss drugs are, there's nothing healthy about them in the long term. But you know what? I, and I had this conversation because you know I struggle with weight loss. Mm -hmm. And I, I was having a conversation at, at my age, um, would I be better off going on the drug? and dealing with those side effects or managing the risk that being overweight constantly poses. And the decision I came out on my, for myself was I don't want the drugs. I don't want, I don't want a new side effect to have to get used to whatever that is. And I want to figure out how to get my body into the best shape that I can without, without drugs, without invasive surgeries or any of that and get the mindset behind me and get my body into it and uh, make it happen like it's supposed to happen. It may mean that I may never achieve my ideal weight, but that doesn't mean that I can't achieve a healthier weight and become active and live a healthy life. Yeah. Well, the thing that concerns me about these weight loss drugs, first of all, is we don't know future side effects, but also what I keep hearing is that they're not covered by insurance. And even if they are, once a person gets to their normal BMI, for sure, they're not covered by insurance, but if they don't keep taking them, they'll gain the weight back. If they, the moment you stop taking them, the weight comes back on, which also scares the crap out of me. I don't want to take something the rest of my life. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't want to do it. So I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan, AJ, and I never have been. Um, I'm on one medication. I've been very lucky. Um, I don't have diabetes. My my A1C is normal. Um, I'm on a, a mild blood pressure medication. And hoping to be off of that one day because I've not always had to take them, and um, and that's it. I'm, my goal is to add no more to that. Mm hmm. Well, cool. Okay, so Dell, get make sure those recipe links are working because people are wanting these recipes. Reach out, you guys. If the recipe links don't work, reach out, and I will make it happen. We'll figure it out. Right. And also, guys, you have to click more. So you only can see like one or two lines under the YouTube video. There's a little thing that says more. And then the drop down box expands because there's like 5000 characters in there. All right. Well, Dell, uh, hope your team wins on the Super Bowl. I don't even know who's playing. I've never actually seen one in my life, but, <laughs> <laughs> but enjoy the pizza. Thank you. All right. Bye, take, take care, everyone. Hope to see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. for Dr. John McDougall.